One thing that we don't talk about a lot in the niche of backcountry camping in general is physical training. And today I want to share with you a little bit of what I do uh, in terms of training that gets me ready for all of my adventures, that allows me to accomplish the goals that I set myself for my adventures. This place is on the map, the adventure map. Welcome to the Marty Morissette audio experience. <laughs> Let's go. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. My name is Marty Morissette. I hope everybody's having a wonderful, wonderful day. It's Friday afternoon, uh, just driving back home after work on my way home right now. And um, figured I'd come here. I've been pondering a lot about physical training in general and how people approach through their uh, outdoor activities, their outdoor expeditions, canoe trips, backpacking trips, in terms of a, a preparation to it. We talk a lot about, obviously, you know, planning your trips and all of that, but one thing that we don't talk about a lot is physical training. But before we jump into that, uh, as per usual, this podcast is designed to bring you as much value as possible. So in order to do that, what I really like doing is answer all of your questions as much as possible. So if ever you have any questions for me uh, or you want to hear a take on a piece of gear, a thought, uh, you have a question on, on anything really uh, related to backcountry camping and whatnot, uh, I would love for you to send me that question so I can take the time to bring you on to the podcast and answer it. And the best way to do that is for you to take your cell phone record a selfie video of yourself and DM it to me on Instagram or DM it to me uh, on Facebook Messenger or you can also send me an email with it at marty at martymorset.com and uh, I'll bring you on to the podcast and having a video, selfie video of you asking the question is kind of cool for two reasons. First off, I can put you directly on the podcast but second, uh, it's also a really cool way for me to connect a name to a face and I always really appreciate getting to uh, uh, to do that because you know we we talk through text messages co or through comments and and DMs and whatnot. But uh, sometimes it's um, it, I never you know sometimes you guys don't use your real name online and I don't necessarily know uh, I don't necessarily have a face to a name and uh, I just always appreciate doing that. So if you want to participate in the podcast, please do that. That's my favorite way to run this podcast. Also with that. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I launched my Discord channel, Marty's Outdoor Community. For everybody at home, if you've never heard about Discord, Discord is a messaging application uh, where essentially uh, you can organize conversation in a really neat way, actually. And I'm super stoked about this because this Discord server is designed to create a community of outdoor camping enthusiasts. And I want as many people as possible in there to really have some really fun conversation about uh, camping, about backpacking, canoe camping, climbing, whatever it might be. <clears throat> There's a lot of really fun conversation in there. There's a lot of people already, you know, having some a good time. We're getting to know each other. We're asking questions. Uh, we're talking about gear. We're talking about trip possibilities. And uh, I think that if you're a camping enthusiast in general or uh, or an adventure or outdoor adventure enthusiast in general, you're going to love that uh, Discord channel. And Discord can be a little bit intimidating at first uh, if you're not into this. 
but the way the best way to explain it is discord is a great way to organize conversations because the server marty's outdoor community is then uh, segmented in a bunch of different channels and in those different channels different conversations will be happening so there might be there's a channel about gear talk there's a channel about canoe camping there's a channel about backpacking there's a channel about uh you know if you want to ask me a question directly you can drop it in that channel and that allows us to organize conversation in channels so that it's not so overwhelming all the time uh like unlike a facebook feed for example where if you're in a facebook group uh, someone posts something maybe people are reacting in that post but that post gets lost really fast because it gets dropped at the bottom because there's only one feed and that's the interesting part about discord is that there are multiple feeds separated in channels and kind of topics if you will and it's just such a cool way for me to interact in there but also for you guys to interact within each other and help each other out and um, one of the feedback I get often about discord is that it can the other aspect of how overwhelming it is is that if you go away for a week for example and you log back into discord you'll see that you've maybe you know missed like a hundred messages and where people go wrong with discord is when you, you shouldn't treat discord like i need to stay on top of all the conversation discord is very transactional when you're in there you communicate you you you, you ask questions you answer other questions whenever you're in there Whenever you're not in there, honestly, trying to keep up on the entire conversation as the community grows more and more and more, this will become very uh, hard and very overwhelming to do. And uh, I guess like it's it, a way I explain it to people. It's like when you were in high school, if you were at the, in the cafeteria, maybe you were hanging out with a group of friends in the one corner uh, over at one lunch, having a conversation. Uh, but whenever you know if you couldn't be in the cafeteria for one lunch break or whatever nobody was catching you up on what happened yesterday it's just it's very transactional in the moment when you're there you're there when you're not there you're not there and uh, this is kind of how the whole thing works and can work otherwise if you try to keep up with every conversation you're going to feel extremely overwhelmed and uh, uh, it's not the goal the point is that there's a lot of cool people in there there's a lot of fun conversations happening in there, and I would love for you to be a part of that too. So uh, I'll leave a link in the show notes of this video or of this podcast, I should say. Or if you go on any of my social media accounts, in the, the link in the description, uh, there'll be a link to the Discord channel. I'd love to see you in there. It's, uh, it's a cool place for me to really interact on a day-to-day basis with everybody and really try to bring value and help people and and for all of us to help each other to level up our 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 outdoor adventure games essentially and uh it's a fun place to be in when it comes down to uh training in general um i'm gonna preface this entire podcast uh, now that we're going into the meat of it with with this i'm not a doctor i'm not a personal trainer and I'm certainly not telling you what you should be doing. <laughs> I will only be sharing what I've been doing for the past 10 to 15 years and what I have found to, that brought me a lot of value personally so that when I go on my trip, uh, I can perform. Now, to, to give you guys a little bit of context, if that makes sense, when I go on canoe trips or on backpacking trips, which is are essentially the two biggest thing I do. In the summertime, I paddle. In the wintertime, I, I, I like to go winter backpacking. 
my goals when I go out on those trips is to push my limits. It's always been that. I have two goals, push my limits and create memories. And um, creating memories comes in one of two ways. And number one, going out with other people and bonding with people in the outdoors, as I talk about all the time. But another version of, of creating memories as well is for me, I love to create content. I love to create content for you guys to hopefully inspire you to go out, to push your own limits, hopefully to show you different ways on how you can do things. Um, but I also just appreciate the action of creating in general. And the reality about creating and taking and filming and all that is that I do need, you know, I find myself having to run ahead of everybody or paddle ahead of everybody often, set up a camera, come back, walk by shot or paddle by shot, run back to the camera. And that takes, just takes a lot of, <clears throat> takes a lot of extra energy. Uh, I, I find myself needing to exert a lot more than maybe some of the people that come with me just by the nature of creating. And then you add on top of that, that I personally enjoy pushing my limits. I like that my trips are physically demanding. I like that uh, when I go on canoe trips, we usually paddle from morning to night, like sun up to sundown. When I go winter backpacking in the Adirondacks or in the White Mountains, we're up before sun and we leave at sunrise or just before sunrise and we come back right at sunset and they're grueling hikes and climbs up really technical and challenging peaks at times. And uh, that's something that for me, the outdoors brings a lot. It allows me to push my limits, put myself in uncomfortable positions and solve those problems as I go. And it's something I really appreciate. Now, your goal as to why you go out there might just be, I like to paddle to an island, sit there for three days and come back. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. So, and, and there's most of you guys probably sit somewhere in the spectrum in between uh, of those two, of those two situations. And it is my belief that physical training, so fitness training, training at home on your off season or when you, you're not out on your trips that, uh, essentially come in into your backpacking or your canoe trips or whatever, you know, backcountry adventure trips coming into it fit. Um, I think it adds a lot of value. It allows you to perform at another level. It allows you to endure uh, the suck at another level. It allows you to um, be more comfortable when it's actually actually extremely uncomfortable because you've, you've kind of trained about that. And, um, and when people ask me, Marty, why do you train, right? Like a lot of people, because I, I, I've been pretty committed to training five to seven times a week for the past probably seven to eight years. And I've always trained before that, but the past seven to eight years, I've been pretty committed. Like I haven't missed many days. Um, and uh, a lot of people ask me, oh, are you training for, you know, because I run a lot. So people are like, are you doing races and all that? And I, my answer is always the same. So, no, all of my training, the sole reason why I train is so that I can, uh, is so that when I go out on my expedition, I can perform. So my entire training regiment is kind of sitting around that, if that makes sense. And um, today I want to kind of share with you over time what my training regiment has become uh, with kind of that goal in mind, that outlook as to why I train in mind. And um, I, think, I think it's very interesting. So uh, for me, kind of like obviously like, you know, two of the most important trainings that I do is I do a lot of cardiovascular training. And I do uh, a lot of weightlifting training, so for strength. But the one thing that I 
that 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 I always focus on when I train is that I don't really care about um, you know, especially for running, for example, like about my time. I don't really care about for weightlifting the amount of weight I can take. What I care about, the most important thing I care about with my physical training is to show up every day to it. Like that is like above like all the training plans. And I find that usually people get really caught up in like, oh, I, I want to start training. How do I go about it? And they want a training plan and someone that tells them you do this, that, this, that. And I understand there's a lot of comfort into that. But I think it's like, it's like for most, I, what I have found over time because because I kind of am in that industry a little bit with what I do as a living um, what I find is it's it seems to be often more of a an extra resistance uh, that more than anything else and my point to that is that at the end of the day if you want to start training you can just get out and walk you can just you know like depending at your at, of your level just Developing the habit of doing it every day, like you brush your teeth every day, is really the key to success. And looking at physical training in a short period of time, like a three, six months to a year, to me is also a reason why a lot of people quit because uh, all of these things ebbs and flows. If you've, you know, if you've trained long enough, you know that you gain a lot at times, then you plateau for long times, then you'll gain, and then sometimes you'll even lose if you take two, three weeks off because you were out on holidays or you were out on trips or whatever it might be. And, and, and you, you know, you, the really, the key, the key factor in all of this that I have found over time is developing the habit of just doing it every day. What you do, um, you know, is not really what I have found matters a lot. And what I like about just developing that habit is that it does translate a lot to outdoor adventures because, when you're out on a six, seven day trip, or even on a smaller trip, like especially winter time, I do smaller trips. So I'll go out on a three day trip, for example, um, winter backpacking trip. It's like you're gonna have to show up and perform every day of those trips. So you're gonna have to get up and move forward every day. And I find that it sounds silly, but getting into the habit of of, of committing to that kind of helps with that. Whenever you feel really beaten down. Uh, especially if you had a really long grueling day one day and then you have to do it again the next day. If you're already in the habit of just every day I go and I show up and I do it and I do it and I never question it, um, I, I, I have found that it helps with that aspect of it. And then <clears throat> I'm just going to take a little sip of coffee because something in my, <laughs> I have a little bit of a, a cough here. Now, <clears throat> When I train, for me, I'm always looking at, so consistency is important. What I tend to do cardiovascularly, I love running. Like I have found that running has been the best thing to up my game for my outdoor adventures for a multitude of reasons. And I'll get into that uh, just in a little bit, but like running has been like the core of my training in general. Uh, but the other thing I do is I weightlift. And for weightlifting, you know, I what I end what ends up happening is I usually try to do three days a week of cardiovascular, whether it's running or in the winter time I'll do a lot of cross country skiing, like uh, and I like to skate ski. 
And then in the in and then on the two other days, right? So like usually Monday to Friday, that's when I'm very committed to training. And then on the weekends, I'll train sometimes, and sometimes I don't. But I'm really I focus on Monday to Friday the most. Uh, the other two days, I'll be weightlifting. And when I weightlift, for me. Uh, I used to try to lift as heavy a weight as possible. And as I'm getting older, honestly, like the, the recovery of that has been challenging. But it's also the, the possibilities of, of, of injury uh, becomes really is much higher when you lift heavy weights. So what I do for me with weightlifting is I, I lift pretty low weight for what I can lift. I, I do go low weight, but super high rep. And what I essentially do is I'll set myself up with a four to five exercise uh, circuit. I'll pick a weight for each of those exercises. So let's say I do a, a, a push or like a, a chest and tricep uh, uh, training or a back and bicep training or whatever, a push-pull training. It doesn't really matter. I'll set up four or five exercises and I'll do each of those exercises for 25 reps as a circuit. And then I'll do that three to four times. Now, this is essentially volume training for people that know this. I'm not the most knowledgeable about all physical training, so I'm, it's not like I can tell you all the details as to why, but here's what I've found. Training in volume like that is has stepped up my game of like being able to go for days on end on my trips like, like nothing else. I used to do a lot of like three times 10 at the bench press, a pretty heavy weight, and just then go three times 10 somewhere else. Doing four to five exercises, 25 time at a weight that you, you know, you're pushing. Like by the time you get to 17 out of 25, you kind of want to stop. So, you, so now you got to push the last eight are really hard. It gets your heart pumping so much and the exercise is so long and it just builds that amount of volume, your, your muscles and your mindset. The mindset is important in there because you want to quit most of the time because it's a little long. So fighting through all that has shown to, for, like has been so beneficial. Like I cannot explain how beneficial it has been for me because when you translate that into like canoe camping or hiking, like canoe camping, you're never like paddling super, super, super fast. Same thing with backpacking. You're never like running anywhere. You're, it's all about a minimal amount of input, output, sorry, to make you move forward, but forever, right? And, and that's something I talk a lot about, with, especially with people around me. It's like, it's like my gear as a runner or as a weightlift, uh, you know, especially as a runner, when I talk about running, it's like my gear is that I go slow, but I go forever, and that is the gear I've been developing a lot over the last four to five years. That when I go out on my canoe trips and we wake up before sun, sun, sunrise, which happens very, very rarely because we're a little lazy in the morning. But when, it, when we get up in the morning and we paddle for 10, 12 hours with, with portages, with having to scout rapids and, and going through all of those challenges and having to do little sprints here and there. It's like being able to, to give that output for five days straight, day in, day out, a little bit, not very fast, but forever, that weightlifting, like that technique of weightlifting with doing volume has completely changed the game for me. Like I, it's, it's unbelievable how much it changed the game. And it also changed my running game because that's the other thing that I do a lot as I run, but a few years, actually in, in May of 2020, I ran, I ran a marathon. 
I was supposed to run the Ottawa Marathon. It got canceled because of COVID. And I said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to run it anyways because I'm, I told myself I was going to run my first marathon ever then. So I trained it regardless. I ran it alone. No bells and whistles. My wife, you know, uh, and both my kids were just there to support me with food uh, and, and, and water along the way. And, and uh, it was actually a really cool experience. But when I was training for this is, is also about when I, ch- I, I changed uh, my, uh, I went for volume. So I guess it hasn't been four or five years now. It's probably been a two year solid of like that version of weightlifting. Uh, I should say, uh, but when I when I did that, once I uh, during my training for my marathon, I started to to lift weight like in in that volume version, and it just like it took it it upped my game so much for running. I couldn't believe how like I was having a hard time coming in like for example like 50 minutes for a 10k, so running like a like a you know uh, five minute kilometer just on pace all the time to like just doing it with my eyes closed. Like it just allowed me to, to, to find my gear and stay in it forever because I was, my muscles were so used to that kind of volume and, um, and it translated really like a lot in, in my outdoor adventures. Like I cannot, um, like I cannot, um, um, recommend that enough. It's, it's done wonders for me. Now, the other thing that I do, so I weightlift, the other thing that I do a lot is cardiovascular training. So usually, like I said, in the summertime or like for three seasons of the year, uh, for, for, yeah, for, yeah, three seasons of the year, I'll run. Sometimes I run in the winter time as well, but here, because we have so many really good like cross-country ski trails in the Gatineau Hills where I live, uh, I'm really, you know, I always have a, I'm, I'm always very excited to jump on my skis by then and it's such a good cardiovascular training and it kind of um, helps with uh, not providing so much impact on my knees as well. So uh, I do a lot, anyways, I do a lot of running and I'm not super concerned about time uh, and uh, about how fast I can run certain distance. What I'm, what I'm after when I'm out running or, or when I'm out cross country skiing, it's about finding a gear that I can sit in and go for an hour and a half or go for an hour and 15 minutes. And just like working that gear where it's like, I can just push, slowly push my limit of like what my cruise control is at running. And running is the thing I love doing the most as well as the thing I I hate doing the most. And I think this is where the value of running comes in a lot. You know, running gets a lot of bad rep because people, you know, high impact exercise, people blow out their knees and people, and all of that is very true. And that's when like having good physicians around you and physiotherapists maybe, and, and all that kind of stuff that can help you work out these things, um, it's going to be very key for me with my physiotherapist, we figured out how, you know, it was going to work best for me. And I do a lot of stretching exercises to make sure that some key you know, muscles stay nice and loose so that my knees don't hurt. And, and I, I can run without pain all the time. And, and it works out really well for that. But you know, the running is like, it's one of those things where, especially at this time of the year, I've been running since early, early spring. As soon as this, I couldn't ski anymore, I've been running. And now we're getting in, you know, early fall, like I'm pretty sick of running. But I also know this is when it's the most valuable to run. Because the running game, it's, it's all in the head. It's all about enduring something you don't want to do that's actually quite boring 
in some sense and just kind of developing that gear that you're able to do that when you don't want to do it and having the commitment to go out and doing it and to do the whole distance, you know, without worrying, like I said, I don't worry about the speed and my pace. I'm not here to become an Olympic athlete. I'm here to become the best. Uh, I'm here to stay fit, to stay, uh, to stay healthy and to perform in And, and when I mean perform is canoe tripping is not about going fast. It's not about getting somewhere fast. Some, in some case you can, but for what I do, river trips, it's about solving puzzles that last for days. That's what a river trip is. Uh, when I go out in the mountains in the wintertime, it's not about sprinting. It's not about speed as to how fast we can climb these mountains. It's about solving the, prob this, the problem of climbing that mountain and, uh, and just being able to give the output all day long. So, um, so running is like, it's like this love hate relationship, but if you can commit to it, um, because it's so hard mentally to go out, it's so hard to commit to it. It yields so much result and having a really high cardiovascular ability, honestly, like for, you know, it makes sense for backpack, for bike, uh, for backpacking, it makes sense for, for hiking, but it makes a lot more sense than you think for canoe camping, especially if you add a lot of portages in there and you, and, and you combine the weightlifting with the running. Last year, I mean like, and I'm not saying this to show off, like I'm, I'm, I was actually just really proud and really like, I was like, wow, like all that training actually worked. Like last year when we did our November trip in, in Algonquin Park, I was walking, okay, I was walking three and a half kilometer portages or three kilometer portages, single carry with my whitewater canoe that's 80 pounds with the 40 to 50 pounds of my other, like of just my backpack that has my food and all that in it for three days straight. Like, I mean, like I was so surprised at how much my physical training, the volume of, of weightlifting and all my running, how much it It, it just like stepped up my game. I, I it, like it just, that was proof of concept for me in that time. And uh, it really, it made the whole trip, you know, especially in Algonquin Park, the portages are so long, like they can be so long and challenging and made the whole trip so much better in some sense uh, because it, the portages weren't something I was so, uh, I, not afraid, but like apprehensive about. And um So, so these are kind of the, the two things that I do, but there's another thing that I do in there. And that's when I think it's going to become extremely controversial. And I'm not here to, um, to say that anybody should be doing this. Like I said, take these advice at your own risk. It's just something that, that sounds, I guess, silly or maybe unsafe at first, but I'll, ex if you give me the time to explain it, you'll, you're, you're going to see where I come from. And I think, I think it'll make sense, but, um, especially for the running, the weightlifting, it's harder to do that, uh, with, uh, but, uh, uh, but for the, for the running, first off, I guess to introduce that is one of the things that I do myself a lot is I do a lot of inter intermittent fasting. I've been fasting for like six to eight years, probably consistently intermittent, intermittent fasting. It's been working really well for me. I know it's not for everybody. I know there's probably lots of pros. I, I don't care. <laughs> My point is that I want to introduce that because it, it plays a part of what I'm, I'm, I'm going to say is that I choose 
very less than ideal situations to run in or to go cross country ski in. It's harder to find those less than ideal situations weightlifting because it's always done in the gym and they're, that doesn't really happen, I guess, in those environments. But I make it a point when it's plus 30 outside to go running. I make it a point when it's minus 30 outside to go, go cross-country skiing. I make it a point when it's pouring rain. Mind you, that one, I, that one is the one I find hardest, okay? But I make it a point when it's running outside, uh, when it's running, when it's raining outside to go running. And the reason for that is that I always, one of the things, um, and I started to do that when I was prepping for my, for my marathon because I was thinking to myself, I'm like, well, I won't pick if it, run, if it rains or not on my marathon. I don't pick if it's plus 30 or not on my marathon. It'll just be what it is. And it got me thinking a lot about backcountry adventures. And, you know, how many times have you been in a situation where it's pouring rain all day long and you still have to travel? You still have to travel for 10, 12 hours. You're going to have to do it in the rain. It's part of the game. Or it's plus 30 outside and you still have to travel. Or it got really cold overnight and it's a minus 30 day when you're out winter backpacking in the Adirondacks and you're like, well, I'm still a peak away from my car. Like, I, it's, it's not like you can fold halfway through an adventure. And I think that's one of the things that I do that yields the most results is I choose on purpose to train in very less than ideal situation like this. Now, of course, you know, I can run 10, 12, 14 clicks today at plus 30 with 100% humidity. I couldn't do that four years ago or, you know, like it's like, it's something that I've built up to. Like my endurance around environmental uh, challenges has grown significantly uh, over the years because I chose to train that. But it's like, you know, there's something to be said about being able to go out and run at plus 30. Now, like I said, I never care about how fast I run. I never really look. I actually never time myself. I legitimately never. I run three times a week. People ask me all the time my pace, how fast, the distance. I actually don't know. What I do know is that I run for about uh, for about an hour and, and 15 minutes because that's kind of what I can afford in my daytime. And... Um, and I, I do know I do about 12 clicks, but like, honestly, it varies quite a bit depending on, on the route I do. And I genuinely, genuinely don't care. I, it's, it's not why I'm out there for. And, um, and, um, my point is that like, when I, when I go run at plus 30, I, my speed uh, of course reduces, like it, it reduces quite a bit. My, um, 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 you know, I just won't perform as well. Maybe I'll even walk. Like I'm, I'm not out there to kill myself or to pass out. Like I don't care about the performance. I care about building an endurance to less than ideal situations because when I'm out on my trips, I won't get to pick that. Um, so that's something I do that's really key. And then I added another component. That's why I shared about my, my, my diet and my fasting is that the other thing I do, and again, don't do this at home. <laughs> use at your own risk. It's something that I've built. I've built the, um, maybe the metabolism for it. I've built the endurance around it, but it's like when I go running, I make it a point to run with no water. So even if I run up until half, like a half marathon, so 21 clicks, or I think it's 13 miles, uh, for miles, I always run without water. Two reasons. First off, carrying water bothers me. 
But second, again, it's, it's, it's all about the only reason why I train it's to best perform when I'm out on my trips. I also run often enough fasting, fasted, sorry. So after like a 12, 14 hour fast, I'll go out and I'll run a 10, 12 click with no water, no food. Then I'll slowly rehydrate and feed myself. That's not the problem. It's just, I make it a point to put myself in these situations. Not because there's no food on a trip, not because there's no water to, to, that you can't, you, you can't drink on the trip. It's that if you've ever been on a trip where things get really, really hard and maybe the weather's not cooperating, now it's raining and you're cold and just like, you know, eating, a, you might not have access to making your full meal. So you're really eating like little bits and nuggets of whatever in your drink. Maybe, you know, you don't think about drinking and you're so... And, and of course, these can all be mitigated on a trips, but, um, but training, putting myself in those less than ideal situation when I'm at home in, in, safe, in a safe environment where I, you know, I run downtown Ottawa. So I, I can literally, if I'm going to pass out because I really need water, I can literally go anywhere and drink water, right? I'm, I'm doing this in, these, in, in this environment that's safe for, I would say. Because uh, I'm sure a lot of people tell me this is ridiculous to run at plus 30 at 10K without water. I understand it. And it takes time to build the resistance to be able to do that. But once you do, you are now limitless in the backcountry. Because sometimes in the backcountry, there, like, there are so many things that can happen that can just put you in a place where it's like, now it's warm, it's, it's super hot. My water filter is all clogged up. I, you know, drinking is really hard. My water pills aren't working out. I have to travel quite a bit because I don't really have the time to, to, to stop and boil water. So like you're not drinking as much as maybe what you should be drinking. You're still drinking, but not as much. And it's like having that gear, knowing that you've practiced being able to, to be in a less than ideal situation to perform physically Man, it's changed my entire game out in the backcountry. And um, I don't want to encourage anybody to hurt themselves or do anything like that. But I do want to encourage people to slowly start thinking about what are some of the ways that I can train that could replicate the possibilities that I might face out in the backcountry. And how can I do that safely over time? And like I said earlier, like I think that people that look at training plans over three months, six months, a year is way too short. You should look at a training plan over 10 years, in my opinion. Training and building strength and cardiovascular should be a, a life project, a lifelong project almost. It's something that you should be doing slowly over time and acquiring skill. And if you do that with these less than ideal situations in a safe environment, you're going to get to a place where performing out in the backcountry and and I use the word performing but like being able to do the tougher trips in the backcountry will become actually way less hard and uh, more enjoyable because of that um and uh it's just it, it's just my experience and it's been fascinating to me to kind of self-experiment on myself and uh I know that maybe some of you guys will uh, will appreciate that so hopefully you enjoyed uh this podcast a little you know different it's not something that we talk about at all physical training in the niche of the outdoor adventures unless like you're unless you're 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 trying to do like fastest known time and stuff like this 
And, um, but it's something that's, that's really helped me. If you, uh, have any questions for me, <laughs> if you would like to know more maybe about this topic or about any other topic, I want to reiterate that I absolutely love taking your questions and answering them right here on the podcast. So if you want to participate and do that, I would be super appreciative, uh, because it gives me content to give you, but I also know that what I'm producing will answer your question directly. And if you have that question, it is impossible that you're the only one with that question. And, uh, and, and even for the people that already know the answer or have their own answer of it, it's always interesting to hear other people's perspective around it. So please send me a selfie video of yourself. Uh, send it to me at, at my DM on Instagram or on Facebook Messenger or on my email, Marty Marty at com. Make sure to join the Discord channel. It's also, It's such a great place for all of us to hang out in there. I really look forward to seeing you in there and uh, I'll catch you on the next episode, guys.